This podcast's only purpose is for informational use. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security, and investing in the market is risky and past performance is not indicative of future results. This is episode 30. It starts right now. Congratulations, you don't know me, but you will. Uh, you got the beans, Welcome back to the 30th episode, oh my god, of the Two Cents 20-Year-Old Podcast, the podcast where I talk about the things that you should be thinking about when it comes to your money. You guys know me, I love finance, I love money, I love the stock market, and as I was coming through some articles in current event financial news, I saw this article that was talking about the U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. It was basically her giving her two cents about her outlook on President Biden's newest stimulus plan of $1.9 billion. The entire crux of her outlook was solely based on how effective the stimulus would be in returning jobs to pre-pandemic levels. Just for more information, the current unemployment in the U.S. is a little more than 6% from 3.5% before the pandemic hit its stride, which within this yahoo finance article was quoted to be a level widely viewed as full employment the article continued to mention that yellen had brought up the fact that four million people had dropped out of the workforce for child care purposes and other reasons if any of you guys have taken an economics class you would know that the four million people dropping out is crucial to unemployment rates because they aren't considered unemployed just people who stopped working and might not go back to it this brought Yellen to say that the unemployment, with this critical piece of information in consideration, would be closer to 10%. She was then quoted saying, quote, success to me would be if we could get back to pre-pandemic levels of unemployment and see the re-employment of those who have lost jobs in the service sector particularly. I would also consider them a measure of success. Treasury Secretary Yellen has been doing this for a long time as an economist, in 1967, Yellen graduated from Brown University and went on to earn her PhD at Yale and started continuously working as a professor of economics and working within the Federal Reserve. She is extremely popular for being the first woman to serve as the U.S. Treasury Secretary and Chair of the Federal Reserve and is also a godlike figure in the world of finance memes due to her success with dropping unemployment in the past and her support of low interest rates. But just like everyone else, Yellen is not afraid of being straight up with President Biden and expects success to come out of this relief package. I'm sure you're all wondering about the debt of this whole package and what it will do to the long-term standing of our economy. Well, Yellen answered this too by saying that instead of focusing on U.S. debt-to-GDP ratios, which lose their relevance with interest rates as low as they are, the more prime metric is, quote, interest payments on federal debt as a share of GDP, which is around 2%, and is no higher than it was in 2007, when interest rates were substantially higher. Now, the action of paying down this debt and interest rates is honestly super confusing to me. Uh, so if someone who is more confident in their abilities to explain this could reach out to me on TikTok or Twitter at 2 cents 20 year old, it would be greatly appreciated. I'll be happy to give you a shout out on the pod and uh, basically put what you think or know on the pod for sure. So is national debt what we're going to be talking about today? No, 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 no. I'm sure you would all love that, but unfortunately it is not. Today we are going to be doing another TikTok Q&A. I love doing these. I did one of these a couple of months ago and it was a very popular episode. So I'm going to do another and then hopefully have a guest on next week. I can't remember if I promised to have a guest this week. And if I did, I apologize. My week was filled with, you know, work and homework and tests and liabilities. 
so I wasn't able to schedule a meeting, but I will try my best next week. Why don't we just hop right into it? The first question is one that I actually posted about on my TikTok earlier today from Miguel001. Miguel asked, how does it grow in a Roth IRA? So Miguel and I had been talking um, in the comments a little bit about, you know, he, he was asking about a Roth IRA. So he was talking, he was basically asking, how does your money grow in a Roth IRA? And basically what I said to Miguel about this question is that, you know, at its most basic root, a Roth IRA can be seen as a long-term savings account where you put money aside and don't touch it. Obviously, it's a little more complicated than that because the money in a savings account is liquid and can be withdrawn at any time, unlike the money in a Roth IRA, which cannot be taken out at any time because you will have to pay taxes and penalties. Uh, but the analogy is supposed to reframe what a Roth IRA is. Um, so how does it grow in a Roth IRA? Great question. So uh, as I said in the TikTok, within this Roth IRA account, you invest in stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, index funds, retirement date funds, bonds, whatever you want. So unlike a savings account where your money is built up by the interest rates within the account, a Roth IRA builds your money up in the stock market as the securities you invest in increase in value. The goal is to find securities that have had a long steady history of exponentially growing and just to continue to invest in a handful of well-diversified positions. Maybe this is, you know, three or four index funds. Maybe it's uh, individual index funds and mutual funds and retirement date funds. And, you know, these are the things that I focus on, but it's basically what you think that you want to focus on, what your risk tolerance is, what, uh, you know, there's so many things you have to consider. Your goal is to contribute your money, invest your money, and not lose your money, of course. The way some people play it is that, you know, they invest their money without doing any research into penny stocks or SPAC companies that haven't even come close to proving their reliability. One out of 100 of them might work out, but is it worth swinging and missing at 99? So just imagine, there's this weird event where you get up to the plate of a major league baseball stadium, and there's a professional pitcher throwing you pitches, and if you hit a home run, you get $25,000. But for every ball you miss, you lose five hundred. Would you still want to do it? Or would you maybe choose something that has a little bit of lower risk of you actually consistently losing your money? Going off of this analogy, this is where all of these well-diversified securities like index funds, mutual funds, ETFs come in. If you have done your due diligence and feel confident in the securities you are about to invest in and basically close your eyes for however long, you know, that's that's basically what Roth IRAs are for. Roth IRAs really aren't supposed to be checked every day like a savings account. I check mine maybe once or twice a month because, you know, I have a general idea of how my investments are going. And you know, not having to check it every you know day or every hour or whatever, it helps me sleep at night for sure because I know what I invested in. I know my plan for it and I don't have to continually keep checking it, buying and selling all this craziness. So Miguel, thank you for the question. I hope this clarified some things for you. Good luck out there, bro. Stay safe. The next question I got was one that I also made a TikTok for a while ago. It was from one of my followers named Summer. Uh, Summer and I had also been talking a while uh, in the comments about her question while I was trying to bring as much value to her as possible. Her question was, should I have a more diversified portfolio? I keep seeing TikTok suggesting to buy a ton of one or the other and continue to hold. Is this right? So this is another great, crucial question. Summer had also mentioned that she had 
already opened up a Roth IRA and invested in a few index funds like VOO, SPY, and VTI. And she was asking whether or not this was diverse enough and whether or not she could, she should keep diversifying. So VOO is the Vanguard S&P 500 index that essentially tracks or mimics the S&P 500, which are the 500 largest U.S. companies. Its largest holdings are companies like Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Google, Facebook, Tesla, all of the growth stocks that you know and love, but with 595 other companies that are there to hedge these companies if they end up not doing too well. This is the standard for index funds, holding small percentages of big companies, but there are a ton of them within one fund, leaving some room for some to fail and others to carry the weight. This is why they're so popular. If you invest in these, you own a small percentage of all of these incredible companies, some of which you might not even be able to afford to buy a single share of, like Amazon, at $3,200 per share. So to answer Summer's question, I think, you know, I think you are sitting incredibly well, and I am actually super impressed with your motivation and dedication to investing. I won't and never do give out specific financial advice uh, because, you know, I'm uh, not a licensed advisor, but I would say that investing in index funds the way you are doing it right now and continuing to build your position in only a few strong options has been historically successful. And if it is proving to be successful for you and you're happy with it, you're not stressed about it, you feel like you're in control, then I would say stick with what you're doing and keep investing in what you feel confident with investing in. So, yep, thank you, Summer. Uh, thank you so much for the question. I know. Like I said, I already answered this one and made a TikTok out of it. Uh, but this is an important question. And it was it was actually such a good question because Summer had given me the background. She has done the work. She's invested. Um, it, I, I was just super impressed because it, it she really had done a lot of homework and really put a lot of work in. The final question I got was from another follower of mine. And their question was about savings accounts. They asked, do you have any recommendations for alternatives two savings accounts since the interest rates are so low. Now, this was a question I got, uh, I think around January. So since we're basically still at the same point in the pandemic as if as we were back then, if not worse, um, interest rates still haven't changed, which is great for potential home buyers because mortgage rates, you know, they're incredibly low. Um, but this is horrible for savers. Most banks are offering interest rates around, you know, a measly 0.6%, which is insanely low and basically makes you no money on the money in your savings account. So normally what I would say to this question is find a nice online high yield savings account to put your money in and take advantage of the low fee, high interest rate. But those rates are pretty much just as low. What I will say is, Save money in whatever type of savings account you have right now and wait for rates to rise. You know, that's what I'm currently doing uh, while also consistently investing, which is another great way to make your money work for you um, in times like this with, the, with these low, low, low interest rates. So, yeah, you know, I know it's frustrating not getting any interest on the money in your savings account, but, you know, it, it, it's not like you're missing out on anything. Everyone's getting the same rate. Um, it's just one other thing that we have to maneuver around. And I think that that is, you know, it's, it's, it's so tough right now because savings and taking advantage of interest rates in savings accounts are one of the crucial 
and you know kind of beginner steps of taking control of your personal finance because it's it's kind of like budgeting it's relatively easy it's easy to understand you don't spend the money you put it in a savings account and basically the bank rewards you by giving you interest on the money that you keep there and when we aren't able to do that naturally we are looking for somewhere you know somewhere else some other bank that has better rates that we can go to for our business rather than wasting our time with someone who doesn't have rates the rates that we want but the truth is everywhere has the same rates they're all so low um, it's frustrating but you know this I, I guess is a great time to get into uh, real estate because the mortgage rate is so so low all right guys I hope that was an informative episode for anyone who was listening I love doing these Q&A's they're so fun and uh, if you have a specific question feel free to email me at two cents 20 year old pod at gmail.com and I would love to answer it on the podcast and even give you a shout out that you know that is something um, I've wanted to do for for quite a while pretty much ever since I started the podcast um, I've gotten a few emails um, I actually answered one of them on the podcast and I think that was from uh, listener Peyton and you know that his question was so good and um, you know I try my best to go to go in depth with this question because that is something that I want to implement more into these episodes is kind of like a, uh, a listener question type thing maybe I'll do one every episode maybe I'll just have one episode uh, dedicated to it, you know, every month or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's just one of the things that I love about personal finance and the personal finance community is that, um, you know, I can communicate with people who basically have the same interests as I do, which is making money and saving money and investing money. And, you know, when the questions are directed towards me looking for my two cents, it, it makes it more personal. It makes, it makes it super interesting. It, um, I can put it on the podcast. I can turn it into content. It's, you know, I, I definitely don't take it for granted. And that's why I uh, like doing these, these uh, TikTok Q&A uh, podcasts because, you know, with all the questions that I get on TikTok, it's, it's nice to be able to put it on the podcast. And, um, you know, I, I, I try my best to uh, make as much content for you guys as possible. And, you know, this is just one of the best ways to do it. Also, a little thing I wanted to mention, uh, I have a podcast with my buddy, with a buddy of mine who uh, makes the intro songs to each episode, and uh, that podcast is called Nice Try Kid. Basically, it's us answering Reddit questions, talking about our favorite shows and movies, and just goofing around. It's, you know, it's a ton of fun. It would mean a lot if you checked it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, at Nice Try Kid, and uh, we also have a TikTok called nice try kid we just posted our first tiktok the other day and uh you know obviously it's it's uh it's much less serious it's it's it is a little bit more lighthearted than this podcast because uh this one we talk about finances and money and saving money and not spending it and you best believe we'd be taking that serious also if you are an apple podcasts listening to this episode right now i would love it if you gave this podcast a rating and left a review it would mean so much to me you'd be helping out the pod so much um, you know, obviously reviews and feedback is how this podcast grows. Um, so it would mean so, so much. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you next Nervously and purposely, I never really know just exactly what to say. She got me geeking on the low. Baby, baby, lately, lately, I've been thinking, I've been looking, okay. Lately I've been looking at myself in third person Now I finally see it's hard to see that I've been hurting